Game podcast with your host Daniel and Daniel. Daniel, happy holidays, sir. <laughs> happy holidays. That's right. I didn't. I. You know, it just so happens that we were thinking about wearing <laughs> ugly sweaters. Yeah. We didn't plan any of this at all. Uh, Especially if you were watching us um, just in our previous episode. We're filming two back to back today. Yeah. Um. It just so happens to be coincidence. Yeah. 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 We're totally wearing different stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, we're not filming on the same day as, as last week's episode. Why would... Who would do that, that. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Obviously, if you watch this live, if you didn't figure that out, we filmed two episodes today. But we wanted to throw on our festive holiday sweaters. This Daniel, is what, what are you wearing? Model it. Ready, oh, go. Uh, hold on. Uh, model it? All right, let's see. Yep, here we go. I got, do a spin. Do a spin. No, I'm not going to do a spin. I got my <laughs> Star Wars ugly Christmas sweater. I went for like a sweatshirt because that stuff drives me insane. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't feel great, but it does work. All right, let me model mine real quick. I have right here uh, an ugly Christmas sweater with a Tyrannosaurus Rex also wearing an ugly Christmas sweater, dancing at a disco ball. It's super shiny, although you can't see it in the, 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 black, the reflection. Yeah. The reflection over there. So, kind of yeah, washes it out. It does a little bit. And I, I've had this ugly sweater for many years. This is my go-to. Hey, we're doing something ugly sweater. In fact, I'm wearing this tomorrow for work, which is Holotacky Tuesday, is what they called it. And, um, yeah, we're going to be wearing our ugly Christmas sweaters, and this is going on tomorrow. Yeah, I actually ended up getting this because I had to go to an ugly Christmas sweater party, and I'm like, I I can't those those I get too hot in those kind of sweaters. Oh yeah, these burn up real fast. So I was like, I, I'll get the screen <coughs> screen print sweatshirt. We'll be good. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, Holotacky Tuesday. It was great. Uh, good job on them for coming up with that theme. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, today we have a bonus episode for you. We're going to be talking about uh, the upcoming holiday season, mm -hmm. and we just decided instead of a specific one of our normal segments, we we approach this like our normal bonus episodes. Yeah. We have some questions, uh, specifically eight questions for each of us uh, that we are going to be asking each other just to yep. talk about maybe some board gamings, but mainly about the holidays no, and they, about they... us. So you guys can learn a little bit more about us as you listen. So yep. hope you enjoyed that. Um, a little bit different than what we normally do, but... Yeah. Um, and, of course, this will drop on Christmas Day uh, for those right. uh, who are both listening and watching it back on the YouTube. The ones on Twitch get an early preview. That's right. So you're going to hear some of these cool things. But before we do that, uh, Daniel, what have you been playing lately? So there's two games I want to talk about that I've played lately. Uh, both played on the same day, uh, which was this past Saturday. One was just one that I got recently, a Kickstarter. My wife told me to back this game, so mm -hmm. when I told her, okay, it came in, she's like, okay, we're taking that to our game night, and I'm like, all right, and this was the Fox Experiment. Uh -huh. uh, it's a fun little game, well, not little, it's actually a pretty decent-sized game about breeding foxes and trying to get certain traits into them to score the most friendly fox, or just scoring the best traits, because the, 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 the pup that you're making at the end of the turn, or at the end of the round, is going to go become a parent in the next round, so the next generation. You're doing this by rolling some dice, so you're going to get... Uh, and you're, the main thing about this game is that there's three things you're drafting, per se, in the very beginning. You're choosing your parents uh, of foxes, a male and a female, and you're choosing your a turn order, basically, in rewards for the next round. 
And so how this works is you have three choices. You choose a male fox, you choose a female fox, or you choose a spot on the board. Uh, you take the token on it, you'll get the reward on there. If it's later in the row, you will get a friendly uh, token as well. And then you place your thing there. So when the next round comes around, whoever is highest on that track becomes a new first player, and then second, third. So the, the turn order is always going to change, so you got to pay attention to that aspect. And then after that first part of the phase, you go into your breeding phase, and this is simultaneously... You're just going to roll your dice. You're going to mark up your cards uh, however you want. You're going to determine uh, the name for your pup. Uh, once that's done, you're going to go to the administration, which uh, is going to help you try to score some cards, try to get some uh, tokens that you can use for other aspects of your main board. And then once you're said and done, you're going to take that fox and you're going to put it up there, whether it's a male or female, it's going to go into the male uh, pile or the female row. Uh, and that's going to determine when it goes into the turn order the next round, who gets first selection, whether where they want to go in the turn order or which male or female fox you get, because the more friendly fox is going to get you points at the end of the game. It's actually quite simple. It doesn't sound that simple, but when you're playing it, it is very phenomenal. I enjoyed it a lot. It's probably up there with another one of the, my favorite 2023 games that I've played this year so far. Is, well, who designed that one? It is a co-design by Elizabeth Hargrave and uh, I can't see what the guy uh, Jeff Turner, I think his name is. Oh, okay. I I have one more question. So the the foxes that you breed for that have the pups, is it pretty vague which ones you pick? Uh, what do you mean, like the the pups that you're putting out there? Yeah, you said like you you pick which ones are gonna have the the litter. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to pick the parents. Uh, in the beginning of the game, it's going to oh, be... Oh, it's not vague. No. It's a parent. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm sorry. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> We're the, done. The, the, I'm so it, sorry. It is canceled. <laughs> I apologize for everybody. Co- <laughs> it was a softball, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. No, you ruined Christmas. <laughs> I've ruined Christmas. I was the, the bumpus out. <laughs> Bumpus' hounds, right? Yep. When Christmas started. There, That's yep. right. Oh, I apologize to anybody who had to hear that pun. I, even I'm not okay with that one. But I couldn't resist. Alright, first game I wanted to talk about playing. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Daniel. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is one that you actually referenced last week's episode. Um, you were talking about this. It was a game that you've been looking forward to playing. And it just so happened that the company that makes us all play... Um, well, I have a friend of mine who comes over and plays games, and he's a huge fan of all play. Like, you will back okay. anything from there. And I got a chance to play one of these trick-taking card games. Uh, Lunar? Lunar. Nice. And it was a, it's a team game. Mm-hmm. Two teams. One player plays the, the rank, or the number. Mm-hmm. The other player plays the suit. You each start your hand with six cards of each, six suits, or six suit cards, and then uh, six rank cards. And those are dealt out amongst the players. And you pass um, two to your teammate. You pass two to your teammate. Um, well, I think <coughs> I, I think two of each. Oh, that's how we were playing it. It might have been only two. I think it's only two. But... Yeah, but either way. Um, and it was interesting because, like, it, it it's almost like a two-player trick-taking game at that aspect. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was interesting to see how you could manipulate whether stuff goes in suit or not. Mm-hmm. If... If uh, if my partner knew that I didn't have the suit that we we're trying to go for, um, if the if if the team plays in suit, then he could purposefully play the rank, so I might be forced to play something that might have been the uh, trump suit. Yeah. 
which was really intriguing. Yeah, and it's limited communication, so right. he only knows what he gives you. Right, exactly. And you know what the part that was that was the most interesting about it, then? Mm. And it's something that should have been like more obvious at first, but there's four suits, mm-hmm. and there's four players, and we got six of them, so there's six copies of each card. Yeah. But the numbers, the ranks, it was one through eight. So there was only three copies of each number. So you were technically playing with duplicates of random cards that you didn't know which one would come out. Yeah. So you could play, like, an eight uh, of, like, the wolves and then play another eight of the wolves in the same turn, which was really intriguing. And the fact that there was, like, different amounts for those same ones because they still add up to 24 either way. Yeah. That was super fascinating. I love it when when designers add a l- weird little math twist mm-hmm, to something. To it, yeah. And I really like, um, for example, like Phil Walker Harding and Baron Park, yeah. how like they have the 12 uh, uh, pentominoes, yeah. which is all the different possibilities that he could have made with five squares. And he just decides to throw that in there. Just, and that works perfectly for four players. You get yeah. three each. Oh, work, works out. I just love little nods to very specific math. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. And then also on top of that, it's not just flat out. There's not bidding. Yeah. You are aiming for trying to get within a certain range. If you either if you either do really good or about equal on your tricks, how many you score, you could totally get more points than your opponent. But there are certain cards with stars on it that give you free points. So it was interesting because like uh, our our friend Jim and Katie, they were they were on the same team, and I was playing with my friend Clint and. When they were playing, they were started doing pretty good. So me and Clint, we just looked at each other and just went, we know what we need to do. And we started dumping tricks and failing everything we could and push them into the zero zone. Oh, Because we forced them to take too many tricks. Yep. You will love this game. Yeah, I love... uh, This this might be your favorite trick-taking game when you play it. Once I uh, saw it... um... Like, I didn't back the Kickstarter because I, yeah, it, it was sure. going on the same time of, like, other Kickstarters that were yeah, going on. Were much more expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll just buy them off. I'll play. And they're still pre-order. I can probably pick them up. I just can't buy anything right yeah. now. But, yeah, no, I was uh, – I'm looking forward to playing this one. This is this one and Mori are the two that I'm looking forward to out of that Kickstarter. The only other one I kind of <coughs> want to look at is uh, Bacon because yeah. it's card shedding. Yeah. And see, I, I think Bacon Road look, looks really fun for me, too. Yeah. But I do, like, halfway through the game, when I was playing it, I was like, okay, I see what it's doing here. I see what we're what we're doing. We're having a good comeback. I'm like, and I looked over at my friend Clint, I'm like, this is already my favorite trick-taking from all play. Mm-hmm. By yeah. far. And I liked Ghost of Christmas. Yeah. Nine Lives, eh, it was okay. But I haven't played Nine Lives. It was okay. Um, I mean, he, a, lot, a lot of people like it. I just didn't care much for it. But Ghost of Christmas, I liked a lot. This is by far the best. In my last game, I'm going to talk about uh, what better way to play but a Christmas game and talk about a Christmas game on Christmas Day. I got my copy of Santa's Workshop uh, in the mail, and I recently played it. Did you play it? Yeah, I did. (sighs) I'm a little jealous. It's it's really, really good. Cool. Uh, So it's funny. I was talking to the wife about it uh, before we decided to take it over to our friend's house. I read the rules to see how it played and stuff like that. And so I read the basic rules first, and I'm like... All right, let me let me pull out the advanced rules real quick. And they pulled out the advanced rules, and I'm like, no, we're playing the advanced rules. She's like, why? And I'm like, because you and our friend Angel are not gonna enjoy yourselves in the 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 regular rules because it's it's simple simple worker placement mm-hmm. with the standard rules. 
with the other one you have like these advanced uh different things that you're yeah you're playing uh like ornaments in the standard rule you're playing it to your own personal tree mm -hmm. whereas in the advanced rules you're playing it to a group tree and you get the reward of what you cover plus what you put out there for your thing and then it's going to give you like the bonus cheers. Another thing about the standard rule, it only plays in six rounds, whereas this one plays in nine rounds, allows you to build a better engine aspect of it. Sure. But yeah, they it was it was fun. Uh, me and my buddy got into an argument about something, uh, but I find it interesting about why it was because he's it's like, the time of cheer. You shouldn't be arguing. Well, it's about wording because uh, uh. I when I explained the game, um, you have a choice with your workers. Because in-game scoring uh, is you'll get two points if you get two uh, advancements onto your elf. Uh, you have three elves. So basically you need to get six different advancements onto your elf to get two points per elf at the end of the game. But one of the advancements is you could choose when you get the advancement either to get a bonus of a certain item mm -hmm. or you flip it to the other side and it becomes plus two. In the wording it says... You choose that to gain an extra resource during the game, or it gives you a plus two in-game point, or a mm. plus two in-game. Yeah. And so he was thinking it was like it would give him plus two every time he collected something, because he was thinking the point total around the board is in-game. And I'm like, no, that's points during the game. In-game means just what it says, in-game. And so we went through all that, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to talk to... Uh, my friend Danny, who talks a lot of games, when you see in-game, that means in-game. And I had to clarify to him it means in-game because there's a spot on the board where, like, if you go to the Christmas tree, you can either take the first player token, and I love this specific rule of it, too. Mm -hmm. You choose to give it to another player, or you have to move it off someone who already has the first player token. So if you take it, you can't sit on that one by sending your elf out there. Okay. Because if you have the first player token, you have to give it to another player. Fair enough. Uh, and then the other one is like, uh, you go there, you put your ornament on the tree, and you get a victory point. And I'm like, does this say end game point, or does it say just point? Right. He's like, just point. I'm like, because those are the points you get during the game. Mm -hmm. Whenever we build a toy, those are the points, once it's built, that you're going to get in the game, not end game, in the game. So anything that references in-game, it's stuff to be scored at the end of the game. And so, yeah, that was that whole argument, because he was he was totally cheating by giving himself two points, mm. whereas everybody wasn't giving himself or ourselves two points. And he's like, it's just worded weird. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But when it's saying in-game, it means, because uh, everybody, everybody yeah. at the table understood what I said, you either choose it to get an extra material, or you use it to give you a bonus two points at the end of the game. So if you put one of your elves that have both of those on the two side... Instead of that elf being worth two points at the end of the game, it's going to become six points at the end of the game because you're going to get a bonus for every two-pointer on there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it was a big struggle, but everybody loved it. Um, my wife, of course, thrashed us like always. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so your argument was mute. Moved, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it's just how people understand differently, but it's like, yeah. yeah, it's a bit different, but like when they're talking about points during the game, it's talking about... Right. It, they just say points. They don't say in-game points. Right. And so that's what I was trying to explain to him is like everything else says it's points during the game because you're scoring it during the game. In game is for end of game. Yeah. And so. But it, to, to clarify, you never reached out to me to ask me clarify. No, no, no. I said I'll, I'll talk to you when I see you on Tuesday. Oh, okay. But for, for sure, and for everything I read, it says in uh, game. Okay. So, yeah. So, in everything I've seen, like I just recently saw uh, Rado's run through with Raul, and he's talking about that too. It's the end game scoring mechanism. Yeah. aspect of it but yeah no it was it was thoroughly fun i do enjoy it 
it's not going anywhere. It's actually a very beautiful version, too, with Andrew Bosley art. Uh, with uh, the special one that I have for the first uh, uh, setting was like embossed gold flake-ish uh, mm -hmm. uh, cover. Mine's number 160 out of, I think, they 4,000 is what the original print run was. But it's it's gorgeous. I love this game. It's uh, not going anywhere. It's one of my, it is my favorite mechanism. So this is another great Christmas game. Santa's Workshop. I do want to try this. Hopefully, you'll you'll enlighten me over the break. Yeah. And uh, show me because I do. I'm intrigued by it. All right. Last game I wanted to talk about was a game that um, I had been playing on a video game recently. And uh, when our friends got together this last weekend, we were we were talking about games, and I was like, you know what? And this was right after we played Lunar. I was like, I kind of want to play another card game. You guys up for another card game? They're like, yeah. It's like I've been playing this one on Fifty One Clubhouse, the Nintendo Switch game. It's called President. And use a normal deck of cards. And I'm like, I really want to try this because I think it sounds interesting. It's kind of a shedding. Game. Well, it is a shedding game. Yeah. Um, you're trying to get rid of all of your all of your cards. You deal them out as evenly as possible. There's some really funky rules in it because, from what I understand, it's a really old game. Yeah. Um, and and as I was explaining it, they were just looking at me like, "What are you even talking about?" Like, for example, um, like it, the cards are in order by how powerful they are, but it starts at three, <laughs> goes up. To king, then ace, then two. Two is the is the highest one in this game, um, because why not? Right? Sure, sure. It's an older game. People did that for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but then jokers are higher than that. Like you can actually play a joker as its own own system or as a wild. Okay. Um, and stuff like that. And then at the beginning of each round, um, you have the president, whoever is the highest rank in the round charges taxes to the lowest rank so what you have to do is like if i'm rank four and you're rank one because it's only a four player card game you're the president you're charging me taxes so that means you give me whatever two cards you want i have to give you my highest two rank cards <laughs> so i have to give you jokers and or aces yeah um or twos if i have them you know yeah. it's at our highest rank and then the second and third place they exchange one card each and then the same way the whoever second gets the highest ranked card from the third and and there was one hand where my friend Clint, he had, uh, he was the president. He got highest rank. I was number four. And I handed him my cards. And he was like, those were your best? I'm like, I know. I'm not going to do good this round either. <laughs> you know, it's just, it led to that moment. It was, like, it was like, yeah, have fun with those. Those are my <laughs> highest two ranked cards. And he was like, uh. And I was like, yep, rank four again right here. And there's some funny parts in it, too, like, um, because, like, there, there could be, like, a revolt, for example. Like, if you get rank one in the first round, because you're the first to shed all your cards, on the following round, if you don't also get rank one, you immediately become rank four. God, which is hilarious. Like, honestly. Because if anybody else, the other three players, go out before you, boom, gone. You're done. And, and the way it works is really fascinating, too. Because, like, you could play... if. You have to follow the same type of trick or same type of pattern that the people play. Yeah. So if you play like a pair, I I can play any pair that's higher. So if you play a pair of fours, I can do a pair of sixes. Got it. And then a pair of tens, whatever. But I can never do less or more than a pair, ever. Okay. Until until that until it happens. But if you play something that has an eight in it, it immediately clears and you become the lead, right? And so, like, there's that middle ground where it's like, yeah, eights aren't that great, but 
if I play a pair of eights, and then suddenly I decide what it is. It's the only game like that where you have to follow the pattern, and I had a four of a kind in my hand, and I did awful, because I could never play it. I didn't want to split it to be two different pairs, because it yeah. was a pretty low, it was like a four of fours, right? Yeah. And so it was so fascinating that you could have such a really cool hand and be absolute trash at it, like, at the same time. It was a fantastically little fun game. I think I might show you guys uh, one of these days, uh, like, on my pick, because I think our mutual friend Bryce, he, he doesn't like trick-taking, but I think he would he, he does He doesn't mind card shedding. Yeah, and uh, once you get past, like, those weird funky rules, like the yeah. tax and, like, the like the dropping rank and, like, eight, eight clears and stuff like that, Yeah. then you get the hang of it, and you're like, oh, okay, and then we were just satisfying, and it's like, boom, 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 like, just messing with each other. It was It was really satisfying. So... That was President was the name of the card. I think there's a couple other names for it. It's not President on uh, Board Game Geek, mm -hmm. uh, but my friend did find it. I think A-Hole is one of the names. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, um, and then there was one that was actually published under a name, too, but I don't remember. Well, I think the reason why it's President because it's on a Switch game. It might be, I think A-Hole is its probably That's name. true. They probably couldn't. That's <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why it's Telestration, not Eat Poop, You Cat, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Cool. So All that right. was the second game I played. All right, so let's have some fun and let's talk about Christmas and or holiday. Yeah. Now, uh, before we get into that real quick, I just don't want to say, uh, if you're watching this live, seriously, go back Puppy Pile by Thing 12. Um, more than anything else, you need to do it. They need your help. Uh, they are not sponsoring us. We are saying this on our own free will. We think this game looks cool, so please go check it out. Um, if also, you're watching this re-upload, it's done. And hopefully they have late pledges. Yeah, absolutely. And also before, I just wanted to say real quick, like, so you and I both celebrate Christmas. We're not mm -hmm. hyper-religious, but we do celebrate For Christmas. Christmas yeah. And I do respect a lot of the culture behind that. But we do also want to say... Um, if you celebrate any other holidays, happy holidays to you. Yeah. We appreciate you for listening to our uh, podcast. I think as of recording, Hanukkah just started. I think they're on their third night. Yeah. So happy Hanukkah to happy our Hanukkah. Jewish friends. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, we won't be recording this before, but, or any episodes before, I don't think. Or mm -hmm. we'll, we won't be recording one more, but, yeah. uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Anybody who celebrates when that. that starts up, uh, there's no, yeah. uh, Muslim holiday that's going on in this month. So. Yeah, exactly. So just... Spend time with family, have fun, yeah. play games, have fun with friends, and uh, if there's any games that are based off of any holidays that you celebrate, tell us about it. We'd yep. love to hear about it. Exactly. Cool. All right, with that being said, um, our bonus episode is just simply a Q&A. Uh, we're going to ask each other some questions that we both came up with. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, I've not heard his questions before. He hasn't heard mine. Yep. So we'll just flip the coin once and we'll follow the pattern from there. Sounds Got good? it. All right, here we go. <laughs> and I'll start and you'll finish. All right. Uh, so my first thing is uh, one of my things I like about Christmas is the traditions that are going on for different stuff that you do, that different sure. people do. So my question to you is, what is one of your favorite family traditions that you guys do for this holiday? Ooh, family traditions. Um, prank gifts. <laughs> like, hands down. That, that is easily... Easily one of my favorite, and it's it's an unwritten tradition, but yeah. well, most was, traditions are unwritten. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's like that. That's the first thing. I mean, we normally set up our Christmas tree like the day after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. too, and we normally take it down the day after Christmas or by New Year's or something. But that that's less of a tradition and more like a, a that was one of those things where gag gifts is a huge thing. Me mm -hmm. and my siblings grew up 
we have a very demented sense of humor. Same with my parents. They always... Well, I know. Everybody heard it at the beginning of the game, or the, the episode. Oh, yeah. No, we have a very demented sense of humor. We do. And and I don't know what it was about my family, but they were like savants when it came... Like, they were mind readers. It was literally... Uh, may I borrow Hero Realms? Real yeah, first? go ahead. So, like, if this was, like, wrapped up, right? My family, and I was pretty good at it, too. They could take up a present, and they're like, all right. Yeah, it's this. And they say exactly what it is. And and the point that made it so amazing was the time when my sister, uh, she shook a box of Legos. And at first, she was, we were like, okay, well, of course she's going to know it's Legos, right? Shook it. And then proceeded to say the exact model. <laughs> and I'm talking like, and then, oh, wow, that's this set, you know? And it was like, how? How? So we started doing we started doing gag gifts as a way to kind of thwart that, uh, but not only just that, just to cause havoc. I remember one time I wrapped up a gift inside of a water jug. Yeah, that was like they knew it was a water jug, but they're like, "What the heck? Like why?" Uh, but the best one of all is one year, and I think I told this story before yeah. on the podcast. But... Well, you've told this story multiple times yeah. to multiple people, and it wasn't just one year <laughs> that you did this. Well, one year, it started off one year, is me and my, my brother, we went into our room and, and found uh, one of my sister's movies that were like, which one could we wrap up that she wouldn't notice? And we found a DVD for um, Orange County. And so we wrapped it up and put it under the under the tree, and that year she opened it up and she's like, oh, oh, thanks guys. Like, you don't seem thrilled, why? It's like, oh, well, I already have it, you know? It's like, no, you don't. No, what I do, it's, it's, it's in my collection. No, we made sure you don't have it. And she walked in there and saw the gap missing where it would be because she alphabetized them. And came out and was like, you guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a ball with it. And we loved it so much we did it again for her birthday that <laughs> the following year. And then again for that following Christmas a third time, at which point she threw it away. So the the third year in a row, I bought a new copy, <laughs> and we did it again. And she threatened, she was like, so like, don't ever buy me a copy of that movie ever again. We're like, all right, we promise we never will. So the following year, I bought her a poster for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we continued to do stuff like that. And then one year, we stopped after that, but a number of years later, I ended up buying her really nice tickets to a concert she wanted to go to, but I put it in an Orange County soundtrack. Just to, <laughs> just as a one final little nudge right there. Good times. Uh, yeah, so gag gifts, huge in my family. Nice. All right. Daniel, um, where do you normally celebrate Christmas? Where's your go-to location? Is it here, family? Uh, lately, normally it's been here. Uh, and the big part of it, too, is my wife was usually on call for Christmas, so mm. we couldn't leave the city. So we'd always just spend Christmas together. If we could go out, uh, it's, it was either one year when my mother-in-law was living here, it would be at her, their house. And then the, mostly it's just over with my family in El Paso. <laughs> Uh, my grandmother lives over in the northeast of El Paso, so we'd always go to her house on Christmas and visit with my dad for a little bit, because he'd always do stuff like on New Year's Eve with his church and his family. Mm -hmm. So Christmas, he would be all alone for a little bit, so when after my parents got divorced, we'd go spend a few hours with him, exchange gifts there. Sure. But uh, once my wife became a lead, or just got into MRI in general, and became a lead tech as well we wouldn't be able to go with family, so uh, that is mainly just here, and so... 
But this year, uh, we're going to go down and visit my family on Christmas Eve. We're still just going to kind of chill here on Christmas Day and go visit with my family on Christmas Eve because we don't know if my wife is going to have to fly out early Christ the day after Christmas. So I just wanted to, you know, have a chillax Christmas here. Makes sense. Cool. So actually, you're at this house. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, this will be only our third Christmas at this house. Yeah. Higher up, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When she was a lead tech, yeah. And the, the thing about it, too, is it got better towards the other uh end of it. Um, because her, her, she would always take Christmas Eve with, with the one of the persons that she worked with, the other MRI tech where she was at the last two years, because her family celebrated Christmas Eve, so uh, on Christmas Eve, so she would give her that day off and then she would have Christmas Day off, but that was only the last two years, so makes sense, cool, awesome. All right, uh, so my next question to you is, what is your favorite gift that you ever received as a kid or as an adult? Oh, man. Dude, <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to think about that because, I mean, other than my children, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not specifically saying Christmas. I said favorite gift. Favorite gift. Oh, man. I mean, I, I got Gloomhaven for my birthday one year. Yeah. From my in-laws. I know less, things. yeah. That, which is, that's incredible. My mom has gotten me some good stuff. Oh, jeez. Probably my brother. He bought me a $400 DJ set. Oh, nice. And it was a full mixing board, dual CD deck, PA system. And he bought that for me after he got one of his one of his first jobs and he was making decent money and i remember him and i walking into that store and him going you know what it was like is this something you really want to do and and i was like yeah of course like you know music is my thing he was like i will buy this for you as long as you keep like making sure that you're doing this and that was huge like that's and i'm i still do music from time to time yeah i mean the, the yeah. thing, uh, not the one you're gonna but, hear in front of this episode uh i'm gonna do yeah. that one but all the other podcasts is your music. Right, exactly. So I was making music for a long time and DJing and techno music, like that was that was a big lifestyle for mine. And the fact that he like and I told him I'd pay him back too, and I think I did. I hope. But just the fact that he did it, uh Yeah, you're close. Yeah, introduction to musical racket. It's a C. C instead of a K, yep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's the racket is spelled right. Um yeah, I mean that's just that's what it sounds what I used like to do. Too. I mean that was kind of the <laughs> the first like seven albums were a little shaky, but like when I got into like album ten, I was making some decent music. Yeah, I yeah. think most of our our, our intros for like the podcast on YouTube and stuff 11, like that yeah. is like ten or eleven. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it it was just just the fact that he did that was was already meaningful enough, and I still own all of that DJ equipment still this day. I bought some newer stuff. I've gotten some bigger stuff, but the fact that he did that. I did a lot of my uh, DJ work with that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Wow. <laughs> man, I didn't even think about that. Like, what a that that was heartfelt, man. <laughs> All right. What's your go-to Christmas game? My go-to. Ooh. Uh, honestly, I didn't really have a lot of go-to Christmas games. Uh, mm -hmm. Because one, I'm relatively still kind of new to the hobby. I mean, it's only going to be a decade. Well, now it's. I'm a veteran per se, but in all honesty, when you talk about so, our friend Dom's been in it about 20, 30 years. So sure. I'm yeah. I'm only in it going to be a decade come March. That's yeah, true. Uh, so honestly, didn't play a lot of games. Uh, growing up, we played a lot of Rummy. 
uh, or oh, no, Risk okay. was another one that my dad would play with us because all the boys were off from school. Mm -hmm. So we played Risk around this time too. Not really a good Christmas game. No. But as of now... What, what's more Christmassy than global domination? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> mainly it's it was like uh, gin rummy or just rummy in general. Mm -hmm. uh, playing different little card games. Uh, spoons for when, when I was younger or slapjacks as a kid. Mm -hmm. But now as an adult, the one I would always bust out around Christmas time was Ghost of Christmas once I bought that one. Yep. Uh, honestly, now is probably going to be if I want something like a little heavier, Santa's Workshop. Mm -hmm. Holly Jolly is now like a go-to that I'm just going to oh, bust yeah. out. Um, if I'm going to play two-player, Santa versus Krampus, Dice Throne is another one. But growing up, we didn't really have a lot of go-to, but now I do have some stuff. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I haven't played Spoons ever, actually. Uh, Spoons is it's, it's interesting. It's kind of an uh, aspect of the trick-taking. If someone plays a certain card, you have to reach for the Spoons, and if you're the last one there, you're basically the one that's out in I that see. sense so interesting it's it's an interesting game I, it's a riff on trick taking I, I i do enjoy i did play it a lot as a kid yeah but yeah uh rummy was probably the big one uh because my dad they, the adults would play it and then when we start all started getting teenagers they would teach us that too cool we played taxi cab that was mine okay like, yeah. it wasn't a holiday game that's just like out of like the card games or like yeah. everything's wild and crazy taxi cab was ours all right, so my next question to you is... <laughs> oh, jeez. 30-plus people, family Ooh. Ooh. Well, That's a lot of spoons. Uh, what is your favorite thing about the holiday? About Christmas specifically? Specifically, just... yeah. Ooh, my favorite thing about Christmas. Um, getting present. No. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a huge gift giver. I love gifts. Yeah. Uh, um, like, I mean... Especially recently, like, I always used to really like getting gifts. Like, that was my favorite thing was shopping for gifts for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I, like, that that's still my favorite thing about it is is I feel like it's a very good way to show appreciation for people. Um, I was actually telling my, my uh, mom recently because we celebrated my not birthday recently. Yeah. <laughs> and... And I decided that I'm going to start giving her gifts on my birthday. Like, and that sounds weird. Because she did all the work. She did the real work. <laughs> like, let's be real. I need to celebrate her for birthing me, you know? <laughs> like, so that's what I'm going to... Uh, legitimately, I'm starting doing that next year. That's going to be the new thing, is I'm going to celebrate my parents for my birthday. That's that's what I'm going to do. Good catch. Um, but as far as Christmas goes, like, I love giving gifts. Like, mm -hmm. I will buy everybody a gift if i ever could right yeah if i had the money to it every one of my friends would get 100 buck gifts easily yeah. i would gladly do that because i'd much rather see everybody else i'm, I'm the same way like, i love watching people like unwrap it's like i know what that is like i can't wait to see your reaction oh and you open it up you're like oh i already own this so like <laughs> orange county strikes again you know <laughs> like i love that there's something so great about it um yep uh creative chaos gave me some gifts yesterday on animal crossing yeah, yeah. No, and I as much and I do appreciate it, but like I love giving. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I I love giving gifts as well. Uh, when I was younger, yeah, when you're a kid, I I did enjoy giving gifts, but I also enjoyed receiving them. Sure, of course, yeah. But now as an adult, you when you see the joy on people's faces. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so exciting. Now that I have kids as as well, like I mean they're spoiled, so they're less appreciative. But when like when you get that one gift where they open it up, they're like, wait, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I love that. Like that 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 wonder of just a moment where like, 
oh my goodness like that's amazing like how can you do that i'm huge on that all right so daniel this was uh this was like one of those like uh uh icebreaker questions that i got at work during one of my meetings okay when is the point in your life where you start listening to christmas music each year uh, that's that's an interesting one uh, yeah. for me. Not when you're accidentally forced to listen. Oh uh, yeah, it. no, no. I'm no. saying when, when do when you do start? I... Growing up, it was always after Thanksgiving, like uh, when we're putting up all the Christmas stuff. Because growing up, always putting up the Christmas was the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the tree would go up, the decorations would go up, the stockings would go up, that sort of thing. Uh, and so my dad was a big fan of Christmas, so we would be listening to Christmas music the entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, after his passing, it took me a couple years to really want to get back into Christmas music. I, mm -hmm. I did listen to Christmas music the year uh, year of his passing, the year after, but it was later and later. Now, I personally started listening to Christmas music around Thanksgiving again, mm -hmm. and it's just because... Um, it's something I remember him by. And yeah. it's one of those things that I remember him doing growing up. And I've I've turned to more like uh, the alternative Christmas, like Oi to the World from No Doubt is one of my favorite Christmas songs and stuff like that. So, oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so, yeah, for a while it took a little bit to get back into it. But for me, it was always after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, because that's when we used to do a lot of the decorations. Now it's mm -hmm. around Thanksgiving, like when I was uh, smoking the turkey for Thanksgiving this year. I put on it on the background. I had the fire going. It's just something to remember him by. That's awesome. Right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Love it. Cool. All right. And back to <coughs> what you were asking, is there a favorite game that you like to play around this holiday? Um, now it is uh, Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation the the board game nice not the mini version um, yeah yeah the little one is the little i never played there. it but it did not look good no although i did play a couple new funko ones that i do like the coca-cola polar rollers yeah that one's pretty fun it's nice. silly um but then i also played uh the grinch grow your heart i heard that one's actually really good it's it was interesting nice. I, I enjoyed it but um yeah that 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 is my new go-to like i played that the past couple or this year and last year now and I plan on keeping it every year doing that because that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. But before that, um, the one I would do was um, Letters to Santa. Love Letter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just happened to have that version. Yeah. And everything else Christmas-wise, I don't, I didn't have many. Uh, a few years ago, I bought 12 Days. And that went over okay. Yeah, you know, well, and that my, was not My bad. family didn't like it as much. But yeah. I like it quite a bit. But if, if I had to go to it, now it's uh, National Lampoon's just because... You get the the, the well, loose mug. Yeah, yeah. That you roll the dice out of. I love that. If you bought a copy <laughs> of Holly Jolly, would you put that into your Christmas rotation? I don't think. I sure. Um, it would. I don't think it would beat out National Lampoon's though. Okay. I really don't because that there's something about that one that's like I really like what it does. Yeah. It's really simple, and it's just silly. All around silly. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, another one I want to give a quick shout out to when it comes to like the board games, that the Muppet Christmas Carol Funko game. Mm -hmm. That one's really fun. I do enjoy that one a lot. Sweet. Is that going to be in your rotation now? Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, right. it's not going anywhere. Cool. All right, next one for you. If you could take a non-Christmas game and retheme it to Christmas, which one would it be? Well, I would say Final Girl, but I'm already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I, oh, it's funny. I just had the perfect answer. Me and my wife were talking about this the, the other day. Out of all the games that I could retheme as a Christmas theme, I would choose Horrified. 
Because think about it. Uh, you got the bad guy from um, Die Hard. Uh, what's his name? Hans Gruber. Sure, yeah. You have Krampus that you can fight. Yep. Uh, I was telling her because we were watching The Grinch when this was going on. I'm like, imagine uh, if we had like The Grinch and your whole thing about it is him is you're supposed to make him grow his heart. Yeah. That would, it'd be Jack Frost. Jack Frost would be another one. So when I was talking about that, she's like, oh, yeah. And then like all those licensings. I'm like, if you can get the license, uh, like if you have to fight against Harry and Murr from Home Alone. Yeah. You could do the the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or like the Ghost of Christmas. Yeah, the Ghost whatever. of Christmas stuff like that. I'm like, I told her like, Horrified's uh, simple simple enough mechanic-wise. Mechanic uh, you got Krampus, you got uh, uh, you got Krampus, you got the Grinch, mm -hmm. you got like different stuff you can work about. It's funny that you mentioned that because we were literally just talking about this like Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you got me sold on <laughs> it. Like, I I just threw this question together. Yeah, sure, that'll be a that'll be a quick like I don't know, and then we pass on the next one. No, that's legit. I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued now because I love the way the mechanism <laughs> works that each villain or uh, I guess you can call them villains or whatever, play yeah. differently. Yeah. But when you're thinking, like, how the mechanisms work, my, my, the one that I was talking about was, like, imagine playing against the Grinch, and your whole thing is about him making mm -hmm. him love the spirit of Christmas and yeah. making his heart grow. And so, like, when you first do something, all right, his gro heart grows this once, and then you got to do it again, and you get your heart, his heart grows. It's kind of like Medusa, where you have to keep pushing her into the different mirrors, and you need to get all four mirrors before you can finally defeat her. <laughs> you got to do certain things for him to get his heart to grow. And once it's fully grown, you can defeat him by giving him the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm sold. If they make a game on that, it would be so good. Speaking of uh, Christmas-themed villains, my wife showed me a picture the other day. And I guess, like, these parents were tired of doing Elf on the Shelf. And so they ended up doing it with uh, chicken wing bones. <laughs> and they made the shape of the elf with his hat on it. And a, a note from Santa saying, the elf was delicious, had cookies for dessert. Thanks. <laughs> And then signed Santa. It was like, there was still like juice and stuff on the phone. Oh, it was like, oh, oh that's, that's sad. That parent is demented. I don't think they would have actually given that to their kids, but man, no. that picture was funny. <laughs> All right, so my next one here, we're already on our fourth one. We're halfway done. So oh. what is your buildup for Christmas? Buildup? What do you mean? Uh, what is it that, that you... what? makes you really really excited to get into the actual christmas is it decorating is it the shopping shopping <laughs> shopping hands down um i mean i'm okay with decorating i like decorating we do the christmas tree but shopping is when i really go into it i was telling some of my coworkers, i'm normally done shopping by this time normally i'm just into the point where i'm wrapping presents and and i save all my movies for christmas day so I'll watch Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation all on the day of. Mm -hmm. That's how I really feel that it's Christmas at that point. But uh, shopping, hands down, like there's, I like shopping for myself, much less everybody else. You know, like you know, in all honesty, I I, I enjoy the shopping. It's my least favorite thing to do right up under Christmas. Like, I'll do it throughout the year. I hate shopping at Christmas. Oh, I love it. I hate... Ugh. Like, one of my favorite things is when... Because, like I said, I normally get done early. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I like going to Black Friday sales when I have no reason to shop. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm already done shopping. I'm going for the entertainment. Yeah. And that's hilarious. Like, I walk by all the lines. I'm like, yeah, I don't have to stand in that. You know, like, man, I'm sounding like a complete jerk. Yeah. But what I'm saying, though, is that, like, it's there's something that's very gratifying. It's like, yeah, I'll see what everyone rushes and whatever's left over. I'll see if I can get a deal or two, whatever. You I know? think there's only a few people I still have to shop for, uh, yeah. or me and the wife. I'm done with my wife uh, shopping. Yep. I'm just waiting for one more thing to come in the mail. 
Uh, but all her rest of her stuff is hidden. <laughs> she knows where it's at. She's just not allowed in this office. So. Oh, that's fair enough. That, <laughs> so, that's fair enough. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, being around crowds of people, I've never, that's never bothered me. Well, the thing about it for I'm me, cool with and the reason why it's big for, like, I don't like doing, like, the Christmas shopping around the Christmas time, I'm a yeah. big guy, so I take up a lot of space. Yeah. And people are <coughs> just bumping into you left and right. I'm looking at something on a shelf, and next thing I know, I'm getting bumped into because they're walking by and they. They don't like say excuse me or anything. Like they just hit you and move on, and it just drives me insane. Oh yeah, you should just belly flop them and kill them. Oh, it just drives me insane. Yeah. 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 All right. Speaking of that, uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions that you're planning this year? I never do New Year's resolutions, other than the. Well, then let's get that quick. (laughs) If you had to pick one, uh, usually like right now, I'm just about uh getting uh healthier that's my whole thing is uh i gotta get healthier but honestly i don't do new year's resolutions outside of our gaming goals because honestly i'm always just trying to better myself in general and i don't need the new year to do it hey npc aaron hey stick around for after the episode when you talk yeah um yeah no i uh, that's fair i i remember about 10 at least 10 years ago i made the new year's resolution to never make new year's resolutions resolutions, and you've kept it yeah and i've kept it but like, and not to turn this back on me, but I don't know if that was one of your questions, but um, no, no, I don't find it. Um, my New Year's resolution is to ask more questions about New Year's resolution. No. Um, I set really ambitious goals for myself. It doesn't have to be at New Year's. Like I don't go by the end of the year I'll do that. But like last year, for example, my goal was to hike, uh, to do the Baton Death March. Yeah, yeah. And I was already preparing for it, so I knew that that was a thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to. It's not a goal. I'm just like, I'm just going to buy the ticket and I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Whether I make it or not, that's my <laughs> fault, you know. But, but I'm going to go do it, so I better try my best, you know. And, um, like, stuff like that is really just great for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll do, like, these big projects, like um, like the One Hit Wonders I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have two and a half albums left. Nice. That's yeah, so, so I, I, I set certain that. goals for myself during the time. Like, as you can see, this sweater is, like, massive on me now because of my weight loss and stuff like that. But I never yeah. really set resolutions or anything like that. Because when I did, when I was younger, I never met them. Uh, so one of my resolutions back then was, you know, I'm going to, you know, practice and get better at um, playing my my sports that I was playing. Oh, yeah. I got ended up getting injured that year and never played that sport again because I dislocated mm. my ankle and got a grade, uh, grade two concussion. So, yeah, that's a good reason not to. <laughs> so yeah. at that point, I was just like, you know what? I can't, I can't really deal with the resolutions anymore. They're bad luck because every They're time something happens. Fair enough, fair enough. Was that football? Uh, no, that was actually baseball. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. A concussion in baseball. Did you get hit with a baseball? Or? I was a catcher. Uh, one of the reasons that the state changed their rule is I was one of the statistics of people getting injured uh, because uh, there was a play at the plate. So you can't run into a catcher anymore in baseball, and that's in the major league. You ever could? Yeah. You can, You were taught, growing up, you were taught to run through the catcher when there's a play at the plate because if they drop the ball, you're safe. Now you're called out uh, because I dislocated my ankle and I got a concussion. But it wasn't just me. There was just a lot of his, uh, like historical injuries, yeah. uh, statistic-wise, in New Mexico. So a lot of states were starting the ban, especially like in the, the mm. little leagues and the high schools and stuff like that. Mind you, this is like the early 2000s. So. Sure, yeah. Um, another big one, too, is, uh, and this is why I got uh, changed in Major League Baseball. I think in the early 2010s, uh, there was a big catcher 
who got his leg broken at the play of the plate. So now there's a whole uh, rule about that there too. So it's just, yeah, no, yeah, to make them drop the ball. Exactly. So yeah, that was a whole thing. And you were taught about it at a young age when I was playing, not like t-ball and stuff like that but when it got more into like competitive when you're doing like the 10 and up 11 and up and stuff like that where you're the ones pitching and batting and stuff like that they're taught if there's going to be a play at the plate and you think you're going to be out run through the catcher and try to knock the ball out of his hand that sounds like really demented yeah so that's why i don't make new year's resolution because the last time i did it i got injured that's that's a good reason (laughs) that's a very good reason all right well, I know we're talking about like my weight loss and stuff like that, but I'm a foodie. I love eating stuff. And so my question is, is to you is, what food signifies Christmas to you? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, really? Mashed potatoes, yeah. That was yeah. always a Thanksgiving food for me. That, that it, And it is that too. Um, but my, my family would basically make a Thanksgiving meal on Christmas also. They would do the same thing, except it would be a ham instead of a turkey. But... Every other side was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, my family, my family was pretty much the same way. Yep. Uh, but for us, it, instead of a ham, well, instead of a turkey, it would be two things. It would be a brisket and it would be ham. Yeah, I would have to say, oh well, you know what? No, um, also uh, caramel corn. That would be that would be a big thing. No eggnog. What am I saying? Eggnog. How did I forget eggnog? My wife hates eggnog. Well, she likes it. She can't drink it. It's crazy lactose intolerant. And my son doesn't like it. It's only me and my daughter. So when we buy eggnog, it's me and her. But my dad used to be able to drink eggnog by the gallon. Oh, yeah. I love eggnog. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. Delicious. Uh, to the point where I ha- my wife makes me eggnog now because mm-hmm. uh, we're doing this weight loss thing. And right. so uh, she makes a, a special like keto-style eggnog where it's like four, I think it's like six ounces. It's four oh, carbs. Sure. So, Oof, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not that heavy in carbs. Like a normal yeah. eight ounce glass of eggnog, like the prices eggnog is like twenty carbs. And since we're trying to do kind of this like keto diet aspect mm-hmm. of things, just you know to help our weight loss and stuff like that, a high protein, low carb diet, she makes yeah. our own eggnog. Yeah, and it's pretty good. And my favorite thing about it doing is uh, I had it earlier. Is I'll put it in a cup of black coffee. I'll put the four ounces in there and have eggnog coffee. Oh, yeah. Eggnog and cookies are my two go-to Christmas yeah. foods. Oh, my God. How did I forget eggnog? I mean, <laughs> mashed potatoes is up there. Don't get me wrong. We always eat it. But, oh, man. Uh, wait. Uh, you've never had eggnog. Do you... Is there something in that that you can't drink or or really don't <laughs> or like? Or it just probably doesn't sound good like, to her either. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of eggs. Like, it doesn't taste like eggs. It tastes... It's like... It's almost like a weird milkshake. Which is funny because it's made with egg yolks. I mean, it is. But, like, it doesn't <laughs> it taste doesn't like taste eggs. It doesn't taste like... Yeah. like just not a fan of you. Okay, I mean that's fair, but I don't know what it is about eggnog. But, oh my god, that stuff is amazing. You know what? I'm gonna skip to one of my other questions. What's your good or what is your perfect Christmas meal? Speaking All of right, uh, my perfect Christmas meal. Brisket. Uh, right now it's mainly smoked brisket because uh, that's what I do. Uh, but my dad would do a roasted brisket in the oven. That was like our our go to Christmas meal growing up as a kid, uh, as a family because brisket we could hold if you got like a 25 pound brisket it'll feed 30 plus people yeah uh so we would do brisket uh uh probably mashed potatoes i'm trying to think green beans uh mm-hmm. like the way my grandma made green beans were really good it wasn't like a green bean casserole or something like that uh but it was good a side of eggnog of course uh in 
surprisingly, because I always correlate pumpkin pie with Thanksgiving, uh, the pie or the thing we would always get at Christmas was some type of cobbler, like a cherry cobbler mm -hmm. or a peach cobbler. Uh, either my mom or my grandma would make it or other family members. That would be pies and stuff like that, but cobbler with some whipped cream or ice cream on top of it, that would be my go-to meal because that's what I grew Or And also... My wife is big on big on baking. It's uh, cookies. The 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 cookies that she makes every year at Christmas are just phenomenal. She does these uh, the the Kuchen cookies. They're like a German gingerbread. Oh, oh they're okay. so good. That's what you had earlier. Oh, is that what yeah, I had? That, yeah. Oh man, yeah. His <laughs> wife can make some cookies. Let me tell you. Oh, oh boy. So yeah, like uh, I, I'm I'm very happy with the fact that um, like uh my. My my wife, she's been wanting to get more into cooking lately yeah. and baking and stuff. But my daughter loves baking. So she she even offered, like, for my secret Santa, he was like, I like anything cinnamon. And she was like, I can I can make some cinnamon cookies. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll just buy something and you get it done with. But she was like, can I still make cookies? I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can still make secret Santa from work? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, because, like, None of us put food on our list, all no. right? <laughs> Bryce might have. Oh, he might have. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we don't know. That's true. No. It was all on that Amazon yeah. wish list. That's true. It might have been. Who might knows have been what he added? I haven't looked at it in yeah. a while because, yeah. like, once I'm done with my shopping, I don't have to look at anybody's list. That's right. All right, on to you, sir. All right, so my next question for you is, and we just talked about it recently, but what is your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's my least favorite. I don't yep. like. I love it. I can't stand Chevy Chase. That's fine. I get that. <laughs> my, I still to this day laugh every single time I see that sledding scene. Oh, that sledding where, scene's hilarious. Where he's spraying the thing. Cause like, oh, I take that back. It is not my. Uh, this episode is making me hungry. <laughs> my my <right>? least favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. That is not. It it's been usurped as my least favorite. It, it, it's a fine movie. I don't mind it as a movie. Yeah. It's because of freaking. Uh, I just don't like Chevy Chase. Elf is my least favorite. Yeah, movie. I don't like Elf. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I can't stand. I can't stand it. But no, I just that one scene is just like the funniest thing in my world. Just like watching him get on the sled after spraying it down. It's like later, dudes, and you see like this like pitiful push and just rocket, <laughs> <laughs> and it just erupts into flames as they're going by. I, I don't know why. Every time I still laugh at that scene. I anticipate that scene. I'm like, all right, all right, here comes the scene. Here comes the scene. I just love it. And like, even last year, I was surprised because I pointed something out to my wife, and she was like, I never noticed that before in the movie. And like, when when uh, uh, Clark and Ed, Eddie, they're walking down the grocery store and they're mm -hmm. talking, and he puts a big old thing of like dog food down. And Clark is, like, looking at a thing of light bulbs, and he sets it down. And then there goes another bag of dog food on top of the light bulbs. And they just continue conversation without anything saying. But, like, I, she never noticed that before. And I pointed out, it's like, I love the I love the light bulb. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the light bulb part, like, with the dog food. And she's like, what are you saying? I'm like, rewind it. Rewind it. And she watches, so like, I've never seen that before. I'm like, it's good. I know. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. I like it a lot. Um, unpopular from me to most people is that I don't like Will Ferrell. So, yeah, no, I don't like Will Ferrell. I mean, I mean, everything that's not movie things that he does, like, I mean, like, his SNL skits were okay. No, there's one movie that is, like, a, a guilty pleasure for me. It's, uh... Talladega Nights. No, no I, I... that movie's... Step Brothers. No, I don't like that movie either. And yeah, it's no. it's not really a, a super comedy. It's called uh, Stranger Than Fiction. 
He's playing a character that is basically getting written, and he's supposed to die, and he's trying oh, to... yeah, I've heard about that. That sounds I really do love that movie. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure Absolutely. for me on that one. Absolutely. No, but, but easily, Christmas, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, with Christmas Story being a close number two. I do love Christmas Story a lot. I, yeah. I had a goal one year. I've never been able to... Or no, I think I did it once. My goal was to watch all 24 hours of a Christmas Story. No? You wouldn't do that? No. I like my sleep too much. Ah, that's true. I mean, I, I, it's better now. All right, so, Daniel, we, you briefly referenced it earlier. We, we did a Christmas, uh, Secret Santa, not just you and me, uh-huh. but it was a group of ours, and we all pulled names, and we got each other gifts. What's the one game you're really hoping for this year? Ooh. What is the one game? But mind you, I have two Christmas lists game-wise. One that I sent with you guys and one that I sent to my wife to send to other people. Because I'm like, a lot of the games that are on that list uh, are like some of the heavier games that I'll play with you guys. And the the other ones, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember every game that I put on my list. Um, Well, if if you're not remembering it, then that's probably not... Like, is there one that you're really, really hoping for? That I would get this year? Yeah. Uh, or just a, this year in general? Or yeah. just uh, something that I'm going to get as a, like, I, I would hope for as a gift? Uh, this year. This year in general. Uh, well, I got the thing that I was looking for for the longest time, Lorcano over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to think, what game do I want out of everything? Uh, oh, I don't know. Let me, uh, let me... Let me look at the thing, because I, I know there was... I think I put it on our specific list, so I'm going to try to see if oh, I can pull it up on our, our group chat. Because I'm trying to remember exactly what the name was, because I know I put it on that one. Uh, I did get my Sleeping Gods in, so I'm quite happy about that one. Sure. Well, not like games like you're expecting that you ordered. I'm saying like like ones that you didn't have any, any say in whether you were going to get or not. Yeah. Like ones that you're just like, if you could get a game this year, what would, it re- what would you really want it to be? Uh, well, if I got to choose a game that I wanted to get, it'd be, um, there we go. There, I found it. Uh, the one I was looking for, it was, oh, there it is. Uh, Stardew Valley, the board game. Oh, okay. I've been wanting that for three years since it came out. So that's the one I've been looking for for a while is Stardew Valley, the board game. So I'm like, I know I put it on that list. I just try to remember which one it was. Right. Uh, the other one is kind of like Iowa Sky, the big box, because I'm collecting the, the Kennerspiel. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. so my last question to you, and, and it goes to what we were talking about earlier, and you said it was actually one of your favorite things to do. What was your favorite gift to give someone else? Orange cut. No. Um, uh, when I made my father-in-law cry. Oh, okay. Did, do you know this story? No, I don't. I've only ever seen him cry twice. Ever. Nice. One was when he found out he was going to be a grandpa with my son. That was, he was, he was, he, he was over the moon. Yep. And the way that we gave him that gift is we bought two little baby shoes mm-hmm. and we give one to my parents and one to her parents. And so they're like, what does this even mean? Like the rest of the present comes later. <laughs> and like, that was like a really, really like emotional thing. But the other time was a gift that. Uh, we like to pick, like, one person out of the family to get, like, a really big gift every year mm-hmm. if we can. And, um, and just, like, really surprise them. And one year, we're, I was talking with my wife about it. We're like, you know what? we My father-in-law really deserves something. And 
we coordinated with my mother-in-law. She was in on it. Everyone else was, except for him. We got him tickets to Dallas Cowboys. Ah, uh, okay. At the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Which is a nice stadium. I've been there. On the day after Christmas. Oh, that's cool. We literally said, we we literally, or she literally told him, it's like, hey, you need to pack your bags tonight, because we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I after he opened up, he was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you're leaving. You're going to go see the Cowboys play tomorrow. <laughs> and he was like, what? And he like he was just in tears because he was he's a big Cowboys fan, yeah. you know. And it doesn't get better than yeah. actually seeing them. And we got him some good seats too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, I mean, they were like mostly nosebleed, but still, I mean, like, uh, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've been to that stadium. The tickets that I paid for were like yeah. third row, third deck in the end zone. Yeah. I, I I used to joke about it because it was by the stripper poles, is what we call them, is where the cowboy <laughs> where the cowboy cheerleaders would. Uh, uh, do their little dances in those little uh, platforms up there. Uh-huh. We ended up on the the sideline because we oh, gave wow. some beer away and they gave oh, us sideline cool. passes. That's cool. <laughs> so that's really neat. Yeah. yeah, I mean that stadium looks amazing. I would go to that stadium just for the stadium. Yeah, the stadium. Like, really that cool. sounds amazing. So yeah, no, that's cool. <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah, but that was huge that year. Nice. Oh my goodness, was that big? All right, and my last question for you, um, that. And this, we're going to tie it on back right here since we're filming our podcast. And I know you don't do New Year's resolutions, but what would you like to see become of this podcast as of the next year? Where do you see us? What do you see oh, us doing? We're, we're doing the... Or what's your... What's we're, we're still doing the grind, what we've been doing. That's what I see for us is we're still going to do the grind. Uh, hopefully not taking the break. Like this year we did a lot better, but there was times where we had to take breaks due to health issues or... Mm. And then beforehand, your father passed away, then my father mm. passed away. So we need to take that break. I kind of want to be consistent with it. That's one of my goals with this one. I also <laughs> want to see growth, which we are uh, seeing. Uh, yep. November was like one of our best downloaded months lately uh, on our statistics. That's cool. We're actually getting downloads in like the UK and uh, Russia for some reason. <laughs> hey, appreciate anybody hey, overseas who's listening. Yeah. Who's listening and Australia. Not overseas. We love you yeah. too. Thank you all. So it's it's been really intriguing to see the growth of this thing. And that, that's the main thing is I wanted to see it just keep growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too, too worried about like YouTube and stuff like that because sure. we're not going to hit the algorithm. I don't cut the videos down. Screw that. Yeah, we don't care. That's yeah. not... That's regardless. Yeah, but like the audio this. side, the growth on uh, uh, what uh, the growth on um, on the uh, Twitch side has been really cool. The fact that we're now affiliated on Twitch, I just want to kind of keep seeing that going on. So yeah, and I'd be annoyed if it was him. <laughs> I agree, but I'd be more confused. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we don't play many war games. Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> All right, with that being said. All right, well, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you ever want to join us on a live episode, like our friends, uh, Corrupt, uh, Corrupt Senate, Illuminous, uh, NPC Aaron, thank you for tuning in, Creative Chaos. We appreciate you all. Everybody else who is in here on this part, we really do uh, appreciate every single one of you. Join us live at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames, and make sure you follow us so that way you can get notified when we're on uh, streaming. Uh, NPC Aaron, hopefully that'll get worked out. For you, we, yeah. we love it when you join us. 
Alright, as well as all video re-uploads can be found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at Everyday Board Games Podcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you could do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video down below, and or and comment down below, and tell us your thoughts on the subject. If you ever want to reach out to us directly, you sure can. Whether it's to enter in future ideas for contests, give us ideas for episodes, or just reach out and say hello, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms. This includes uh, this is under Everyday Board Games Podcast that includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming. And on a personal note, happy holidays. Happy holidays.